0: Welcome to the RaptorCast, the podcast where in 18 minutes or less, you catch up on 28 years of research for all things Jurassic Park. Today, we are reviewing Episode 4 of the popular Netflix show, Camp Cretaceous. Episode 4 summary.
1: The episode opens with a flashback to Darius and his dad. The two have a conversation over T-Rex fighting behavior and their future trip to Jurassic World. His dad surprises Darius with a pair of matching raptor-teeth necklaces. Back in the present, Brooklyn is upset because she believes that Sammy has stolen her phone. Sammy is adamant that she did not steal the phone, and she is backed by her new friend Yasmina. The fighting ends when the gang hears an ominous roar in the distance. Since Dave and Roxy have conveniently left to speak with their boss, the kids go to explore. The roar is discovered to come from the Indominus Rex. The campers attempt to escape on a zip line, however, the line snaps, hurling them into the jungle. The kids are determined to find their way back to help as the episode ends. So, starting off, Harrison, what did you think of Darius's dad? This is the first time we get to see him in the show. What were your first thoughts? Um,
0: it was nice to see somebody new. Somebody that, um, it was nice to see somebody new in Darius' family.
1: So, that was just a flashback it actually cuts to Darius who's waking up. So I guess you could say it's a dream. He's dreaming or flat either way. Uh, It flashes back to the present and we see the helicopter going overhead. Obviously that was Masrani's helicopter, but here's my question for you. Do you think that was when he was flying to pick up Claire or do you think Claire was already in the helicopter?
0: Um, it's hard to say. Well, we do hear Roxy say that Mondrian just is now arriving. So I'm assuming that that was before he picked up Claire. But I don't know. My guess is that based off
1: of the uh, location of the camp in relation to like the Raptor Paddock, the Indominus Paddock and in Main Street, it looks as though they would be flying in the direction of the Indominus paddock. It doesn't look like they were flying back to, like, Main Street, like, where the control center is located. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I ask, because it looks like they're flying towards the paddock and not to where Masrani actually picks Claire up. So... Mm-hmm. Camp wasn't really well thought out uh, at all. Like, the location of the camp, I, we've already talked about, like, in previous episodes, it but... Was- it was in a stupid location it was in a stupid location the way the camp is one really wasn't well thought out either because there really wasn't any reason that dave and roxy both had to leave the kids alone just for one of them to talk to claire mm-hmm. roxy could have left because she's clearly the more like authoritative one she would have been the one most likely to get what they, they needed. yeah like to actually be able to speak with her and get what they needed but dave should have been staying behind with the kids to keep an eye on them
0: or no, I think Dave should have gone to talk to Claire and Roxy stay with the kids. Um, I just don't think Dave would have been able to get the extra stuff.
1: I, I don't think he would have been able to get what he wanted from Claire, but I don't even think that people would have taken him seriously enough to let for Claire to actually speak with him because Claire is busy and she's off at the Indominus Paddock right now, but they don't know that.
0: Well, no, she was at the, She was driving to the control center.
1: They drive to the control center because that's where they think she'll be. However, if I'm right, and that helicopter was taking them both to the Indominus paddock, like I think it was, Claire doesn't leave and drive back towards the control center until after the Indominus attack and like breaks out. But that could be hours after Dave and Roxy leave. We didn't actually see a specific time. So who knows how long they were waiting there for her when she's at the paddock.
0: My next question is, what do you think could have been done to avoid the whole Indominus fiasco?
1: Not creating a hybrid dinosaur?
0: Yeah, but if they already made the Indominus, what would have you done to avoid it?
1: There's really no reason to have a giant door like that. Just a human-sized door is all that's needed. They put the Indominus in there when it's a baby. It's not like it's full-grown that they have to walk it in with a leash through that giant door. They can just... They place the young Indominus in there. And there's really no reason for it to have any
0: sort of way to get out. Also, they could've... They don't really need a door. Also, they, they should've just combined two herbivores. Second of all... Why would Claire need to go to the control center to find the Indominus when she just calls Larry to get him to find it? But she already has a phone. She could have just stayed there. And then the Indominus would have never gone out. So now we have
1: Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. She's causing quite—well, Sammy has really caused quite the mess, but we'll get into—you see that later— uh, in the episode, but Brooklyn is very upset because her phone has gone missing. Yeah. Brooklyn's the only one who's been allowed to have a phone because she has her video blog series that she does.
0: Um, and I think, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think the only reason she let, they let her keep her phone was because they thought that might be a good way to get them more... Um, people that would come
1: yeah promotion yeah but brooklyn comes in and she's like accusing sammy mainly well she, mostly she's like when she realizes her phone's missing and she goes and confronts everyone she's like my phone's missing and everyone's like yeah i had to use it for
0: this i, I had to check
1: the weather i had to look up an article But
0: oh, only like, saturday posted a new article i had to take i had to take a photo op
1: yep And Sammy's the only one who doesn't respond, except to be like, I haven't seen it either. But she's noticeably nervous. You can see she's even nervous, like, in her face when Brooklyn opens the door. Like, I imagine that she was avoiding Brooklyn all day. And then she was finally confronted with her, like, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, And you can see that she was completely just uncomfortable with this whole thing, because she knows she, she did something wrong. So, we get some of the first events in line with the movie. The phone fight is ended because the group of kids, like, they hear this roar off in the distance. And they wonder what it is because it doesn't sound like a, a friendly dinosaur roar. Right. So, then they all go check it out. Ben a little hesitantly. But yeah. they all go to check it out. And then as soon as the elevator door closes, there's He's... a walkie-talkie on the table. And it says,
0: Acid all a- containment, stay-,
1: stay inside. Right acid out of containment, stay inside. Those are some of the first things we see in the movie. It was very exciting to see that they were tying. Not only that they were tying it in, but this was going to be following the events like directly, but we're seeing it from a different perspective that we didn't see in the movie. And then you're getting a, a really a fuller sense of everything the Indominus
0: did. Yeah. My next question. Why do you think they didn't want to bring the walkie-talkie? They were going... If they were going to adventure, which they shouldn't have, um, they should have been smart enough to bring the walkie-talkie.
1: I just don't think they thought about it. Um, I think they were more just worried about the dinosaur getting away and them not being able to see what it was. But Ben, sure, uh, you would think that Ben, with him being a scared to see what is, would have been uh, the one would have been the one to bring the walkie-talkie in case they need help, but I guess none of the kids thought of that. Which I mean, you can't expect them to think of everything. So they they climb up to the observation tower so they can try to get a better look at the dinosaur because they haven't identified it yet. And they just see this brachiosaurus that's like way away from where the other brachiosaurus is. Where I think they just put it in there because it was the only dinosaur you could really see above the tree line yeah. that would make the kids feel safe. But then you get this great Darius Brachiosaurus impression that's like the exact same impression that Alan Grant did in Jurassic Park
0: 1. Yeah, that's that's a nice reference. In the episode, we see if you have a good eye, you can actually see the Indominus. It's being cre- all creepy and wa- literally watching them talk.
1: Once you see it, you can't unsee it, but it's kind of h- hard to spot the first time when the Indominus is standing there camouflaging. Right. Honestly, it's a better use of the camouflage
0: than what we saw in the movie. Um, but um, I realize that's a reference to the Spinosaurus in Jurassic Park 3. When Alan and Eric are at the fence catching up with his family. The Kirby's. The catching Kirby- up with the Kirby's. Yeah, catching up with the Kirby's. We can actually you hear the satellite phone and then you just see the Spinosaurus looking at them. Just staring at them, watching them talk. Yeah, so that was a clear reference to Jurassic Park 3. My next question. How do you think the Indominus saw them? Do you think that it just saw the guy yelling at, at up, uh, And then it just looked up and saw the kids? And then was like, well, I'll get the guys that are on the ground because those are going to be easier food. Um, but And then I'll try to get those guys later. Do you think that was the case, or and it just remembered that the kids were out there? Or do you think it heard Kenji say, up here is safe, down there isn't? Do you think it just heard him say that, or just remembered that they were there?
1: Well, obviously, the I mean, Indominus was right there, because we see it killed a Brachiosaurus. I do think the Indominus saw, first of all, we know it. It sees based off of the creature's body heat, so that's how it's able to hunt and track. So I think it probably killed the Brachiosaurus, and since it was so close, it also saw the heat signature from the two guys on the ground, but also probably the kids up in the tower. And since the guys on the ground were more convenient to get, then it just picked them off first and then turned its attention to the campers who were up in the in the obs- sky observation tower.
0: Um, I not know... You pointed it out to me first, but we see that, what? Do you think it was just they forgot to edit in the Indominus?
1: Yeah, they they just completely forgot to put that, the Indominus in there because when, like you said, the Indominus is attacking the tower, it's ramming it and trying to get them down. The kids all take off in the zip line. And then when it's, a shot of them looking back as they're zooming um, away from the tower and the Indominus is just nowhere to be seen. Also the kids fall from like a really high height for them to all end up with no injuries. The only thing that gets broken is Brooklyn's phone, which we discovered that Sammy had taken It was in her back pocket the whole time. So my question to you is why do you think she didn't just own up? Why do you think she didn't just own up to breaking the phone and stealing it? Honestly, it would have done her no good to keep hiding it at that point. Sure.
0: um, she should have because that only made Yasmina more mad at her. Mm-hmm. But um, I think she just was scared of what what would happen. Cause in later episodes, we see that she the only reason she came to camp was because. She was trying to protect her family on Texas. So then that's why she came, but why do you, but she couldn't have, I think she was just trying to keep her secret a secret. And she knew that with the footage of her taking the skin samples from the Sinoceratops, that she would, that she would get caught and and whatever she was doing would be compromised.
1: But yeah. but she's going to get caught earlier and she could have uh, shown that she had broken the phone and it's not like they could actually see the videos. They know it because... No, actually, they don't. Because at that point, Brooklyn hasn't told everyone that she was taking a skin sample from the Sinoceratops. Sure. She could have owned up to breaking the phone, and that would have been the end of it. So they've gone back to the camp now, and Darius has lost his necklace. It's somewhere up in the part of the camp that, like, the camp structure that's still actually intact up in the tree, but the rest of it has collapsed to the ground, and there's no way for them to get up there.
0: When we see that their camp is destroyed, we see that Darius steps in the Indominus Rex's footprints. Um, That's kind of a reference to when Rexy was chasing Muldoon, Ellie, and Ian, but it's it's not that similar. Right. But also, um, we would have never found out that... I know it's a cartoon, so they want you to find out what Sammy's secret is, but... If she actually had the phone, if she didn't, we see that their camp got destroyed, so Brooklyn's phone would have been destroyed. But we see that Sammy has the phone. Um, but then could if she had if she had the phone and they went back to their camp, couldn't and she was by herself. Um, wouldn't it be smart to hide the phone in? the rubble to make it look like it was always in the campsite and just was – and Brooklyn just lost the stupid thing?
1: Um.
0: Yeah, I think it would have been smart, but no,
1: she's not going to do that because it's a show, and they have to have the conflict resolved at some point. Sure. So at this point, we see that the group is fighting once again – yasmina brooklyn and sammy are still fighting over the phone ben and kenji are just fighting
0: because they don't like each other at this point they never really liked each other no they
1: never really liked each other they do become closer just because
0: they have to be just to survive yeah and they become like a family unit but darius is actually kind of he he's not arguing with anybody no he wants he just feels bad because he lost his necklace
1: yeah but this is where we see darius take charge Uh, he thinks back to another flashback that we had with him and his dad when his dad is very sick and his dad basically tells him when things fall apart we pick up the pieces and we keep going and he uses that exact same phrase to help rally the campers together behind his plan that they need to go and find like an adult or they need to go find someone else who can help them who like knows what's going on so they can actually get be safe.
0: My last question is, what do you think of the scene where we see Toro and the Indominus Rex?
1: I actually had a question for you about the same scene, which is, did you think the Indominus was going to let Toro out, and if you
0: did, why? Um, absolutely not. I thought Toro had a, had a big thermal signature, but I, d- I thought the Indominus would kind of just go and kill her. But I think the reason she freed Toro was because she realized that he, she was raised in captivity as well. A sort of, if I let you out, we're buddies, right? <laughs> yeah. M- maybe the Indominus, like, maybe if a year went by, they w- she would have killed Toro. But I don't think so.
1: Anyway, that just about wraps up this episode. you have anything else you wanted to say? Um, not really. Alright then. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Raptor Cast. Stay tuned where next week we will be discussing episode 5 of the Netflix show Camp Cretaceous.